This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week on Spanky's Corner. A podcast! I'm hungover. Eat the booty like groceries. Julia has indigestion. You're at Applebee's and it's Wednesday. <laughs> We're a mess. Yeah, you get to see her crack. She got a big booty, so I call her big booty. Because my heel broke. Mmm. Massaged by reindeer. Well. Lord, Lord, Lord. Spanky's. Spanky's. Is this part three? It might be. Part three or four? Three. Three. I don't know. Don't rely on us for counting ever, but we are um, counting down some decade-esque things. It's not really really a countdown. It's the best of. Uh, I suppose you're right. (laughs) I just, I don't know. When I think of New Year's, countdown is always a thing. Julia has heartburn today, so please forgive her. Oh my God, the worst. So I'm just popping Tums like... Dude, Julia's I'm playing a, hurt like today. Like I'm at a '90s rave. <laughs> She's playing hurt today. I am. So, wow, look at that. Um, I forgot where we left off. So basically, catch you up to speed. The first uh, episode of the year-end extravaganza, we talked about uh, 31 things that you forgot that happened uh, in this in this decade. The last one, we started going through a list of favorite whatever, best of whatever from the dick from the decade from, from the, the decade decade. <laughs> from the decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungover. Julia has indigestion. We're a mess. Okay. <laughs> that, mess. Sh- that just alone should describe our podcast. <laughs> I'm hungover. Julia has indigestion. We're a mess. You can rely on that at least one day a week. <laughs> so that being said, uh, we're going to keep going down with our favorites and our whatever else from this past decade. Cool. Worst movie flop. Mmm. The obvious answer uh, for me was John Carter. Okay. Remember John Carter? They spent all that money. They like Disney. I think it was Disney lost their ass on that. It was like uh, 2013, 14, somewhere in there. They lost a few hundred million bucks on it. I was going to go with that until I remembered a movie that I was kind of directly involved with that flopped hard last year. What? Do you remember the Happy Time Murders? No, I'm honestly not a movie person. So for me, this this is difficult category. Happy Time Murders was that R rated puppet movie from last year. Oh, actually, well, I mean, I know you just talked to me about this like last week. Yeah. So uh, we did a big company thing around the Happy Time Murders. So I went to L.A. to go be a part of something for this. So that way we come back and promote it. And then I was talking about it on the radio for like two weeks. There was a ton of advertising bought for it. It was crazy. So I go to L.A. and I thought I was going to see the movie. Didn't see the movie. Went to a uh, like a pop up haunted theater thing. It was bizarre. Bless you. Steve-O was there. Uh, Dr. Drew was there. It was kind of a who's who of your favorite C-list celebrities. Right. Did you interview anybody? No. So what the point? What was the point of you being there? I don't know. We went to the you thing. You didn't see the movie and you didn't interview anyone? Correct. 
I still haven't seen the movie. Did they mean to do one of those things and it just didn't happen and you just literally got a free trip? Basically, it was just a bunch of other radio people that work within our company all around from all over the company. Yeah, so I, I mean, I did people. that junket in 2015 to Hawaii for that. Oh, bragger. Yeah, I am Julie's bragging. been to Hawaii, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> With Zach Efron on an island. <laughs> Great. My junket wasn't as cool because the power went out 20 minutes into this whole thing and we all left and went back to the hotel bar and drank until one o'clock in the morning. I got up the next day, laid down the commercials about the movie and then flew home. That was it. I did literally 30 minutes worth of work over the course of two days in LA. Still haven't seen the movie. Get back. We were running the commercials for like two weeks and it flopped hard. Because it was bad or just because nobody went to see it? It looked funny to me. Like it's it's like you and I would like that movie because it's it's kind of R-rated childish humor, except with puppets. So you can get away with a lot more when you have puppets. You can say a lot more offensive things with puppets than you can real people because they're puppets. But the movie, the movie bit it hard. So shout out to the Happy Time Murders. Uh Melissa McCarthy was in it. Oh, I like her. I like yeah. the word junket. I meant to say that, but I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag junk it. Um, so like I said, I'm not a movie person. So this was a hard category for me. I could tell you some of the favorite movies I've seen this decade, but I, I did Google movie flops for the purpose of bringing something to this episode. Look at you. So prepared. Uh, Human Centipede 3. <laughs> <laughs> not the first one. Not the second one. The third. I felt surprised when I saw that because I was like, I didn't even know there was a second, but I think I do know there was a second. I never saw either. Did you? No, no. I saw clips of the very, very first one. Cause remember everybody was talking about it. They're like, what is that yeah, it, it was like two girls, one cup when that dropped, yeah. everybody was like, God, got to see it, but not, you know, just they made a third one of two girls, one cup. No, three girls, four girls, one cup and half a, another guy. <laughs> that's the previous decade and we're still talking about it oh, anytime you hear that music from two girls one cup you remember the music from it no i oh. um i just saw the scene just like the you know the the one standout moment in it that's all i saw i didn't watch the whole two girls one cup or human centipede now i'm very confused two girls one cup okay <laughs> By the way, that was not a movie flop. That was what we like to call oh my God, a big was, fat hit. That was a raging success, <laughs> a pooping success, a blockbuster. <laughs> oh Even said beat three, though. I didn't even know they made a second. To be honest with you, yeah, but. I I feel like I knew they made the second, but I just hadn't thought about it. What was your favorite movie you saw this decade, or at least maybe two or three? Uh, I I'm like you. I don't watch a lot of movies. I occasionally, watch them on the airplanes. Since Netflix has taken over my life here in the last three or four years, I don't really watch any movies. So I would say Ted is right at the tip top of that list. Ted came out this decade. Yeah. Oh my god, I thought it was way longer ago than that. Oh, hang on, let me double check. Maybe, maybe you're right. Um, my ex boyfriend and I used to go to the movies a lot. When I dated him, I was always seeing movies as they came out. So I have like, and that was in this past decade. So I always I have a couple of those banked. I could say one of the greatest movies of the decade was Project X. <laughs> Such a good movie, though. Ted was 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. Fruitvale Station was good. Oh, what's that one with Ben Affleck and his crazy fucking wife? Gone Girl. I loved Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. That won some awards, right? Yeah. Did you ever see it? No. Nah. Usually, here, here's the way I look uh, at movies. If they're critically acclaimed and they're up for a bunch of Oscars, I'm going to hate it. 
Really? Yes. Why? I, I, I hate the Oscars. The Oscars in general are just a waste. I know, it's, but do you not like those movies because nah. you just don't like the Oscars? Because I always find I like those kind of movies. I don't at all. I, I don't like the movies. Any Anytime, generally speaking, if you have a bunch of people in Hollywood that get together, dress up, pat each other on the back and exchange awards, that means there's usually a movie behind it that I'm not going to like. I feel like it's a weird way to go about life. It is, but it's just the way it works out. I didn't plan it that way. It's just what I like and what I don't I mean, like. Do you have like scientific like facts to base that, or do you? Just yes, being because petty? I don't think there's ever been a movie best of movie of the year in the Oscars that I've ever liked. Even Titanic. Remember when Titanic won? You don't like Titanic? No, the whole thing at the end really threw me off, and I'm glad it's really making a comeback now, where people are debating it about whether or not Rose could have moved her ass off that piece of wood and allowed uh, Jack to get up there. It bothered me then, it bothers me now, and it still bothers me to this day, and it ruined the entire movie for me. Of course she, I mean, of course she could have, but Josh and I were in a king-size bed last weekend, and I still took that whole thing up. But it wasn't a life or death situation. At least you'd scoot over a little bit if, you know, he needed to get up on that king-size. I don't know, not with how hungover I was on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite headline. Mine's recent, and you know exactly which one it is, because it was literally within the last couple of weeks, and it's the one that stuck out to me because it made me laugh audibly and it had to do with the b96 pepsi jingle bash artist her name is katie perry and we brought it up in the interview with katie perry which you can actually hear on this podcast a couple episodes ago and uh the headline and keep in mind i didn't know what the headline was pertaining to the headline all it said was naked katie perry gets massaged by reindeer (laughs) and when when you hear that you start, you start thinking a lot of things, but I clicked that link so fucking fast to find out exactly what's happening. And as it turns out, it was just her, it was just her holiday song. A little holiday video was released, and she's gotten naked, getting a massage from reindeer ant- or reindeer hooves. Yeah, you get to see her crack. You do a tasteful crack, tasteful as we crack. said in the uh, in the interview. Yep, Katie's great. She's fantastic. If you if you miss the Katie thing, go back and and listen to it. It's 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 great. So I found this via Google. And safety meeting ends in accident. (laughs) (laughs) It's from 2014. Or no, I'm sorry, 20. Yeah, 2014. And I don't really know much else, but I really liked it. We don't even know. You don't even need to know the rest of the story. (laughs) You just need the headline. Safety meeting ends in accident. (laughs) It was like, do you remember that video back in the day of the guy inside the class? He was a cop and he was teaching gun safety at a school or something. It was at a school. I don't know if it was for students or if it was something after hours or what, but he's teaching safety, gun safety. And when he put the gun back in his it holster, shot he shot himself. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. yeah. It happens. Worst IG caption. I have several. If you can start off though, if you'd like. I uh, I was originally going to go with the Rice Fields girl. Do you remember her? This was earlier this year. She was the girl. Here, I have it pulled up. Um, this one, the influencer. Oh, yeah. So she was, she was influencing. She was a Swedish girl and it's her with her back to the camera in a thong bikini. So all you see is just ass and back. And she's looking over rice fields and there's people working in the rice fields in like Indonesia, somewhere down there. And she, she put on the caption thinking about how different my life is from the man picking in the rice field every morning. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, cause she's out there just influencing and the internet got very angry with her. Well, <laughs> and she only had a few, uh, uh, I don't know, 10, 12, 13, 14,000 followers or something like that. And the internet made uh, her very upset and she shut down her account. Oh, too bad. So she's no longer influencing. But that's what I was going to go with. But then I forgot about one. 
and it was from Lord. Do you remember the Lord bathtub one? Vaguely. She uh, Instagram a picture of her uh, of a uh, bathtub, right? Oh, hey, Sonic. We're talking about Instagram posts. You're, well, you're doing posts, but mine are captions. The worst Instagram captions of the decade. Well, I mean, that with the rice fields one was. A yeah. One. But this was Lord took a picture of a, a bathtub with water running in it. And she, she said, and I will always love you. The Whitney Houston song. We all remember. Oh, my how, God. Right. So Lord put this out. This is in. Do you not remember this? No. This was in 2018. That's terrible. What an idiot. So the, the location is day off on Lord's post. And so she actually went on afterwards was like, yo, like I was just excited to jump into this bathtub. I had a day off and oh I just God, wanted to do it. Oh my God, that sucks. She and probably she didn't even know. Didn't even. Because she was probably she so it. young when that happened. Right. Cool. Oh. And so she, and I will always love you. And it's just a bathtub. Oh, and you're like, no. oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> Lord, Lord. That doesn't get worse than that. We all know it's just right, stand so, from South Park. So whatever. I went on the overused captions of the decade. Um, starting with, hello, it's me. <laughs> Let me take a selfie. Every time a girl posts a selfie. Oh, that reminds me of two more. Keep going. Uh, no new friends. I woke up like this. Yep. That was one of them I was going to say. And club going up on a Tuesday. Like, shut the fuck up. You're at Applebee's <laughs> and it's Wednesday. <laughs> You're not what about this club. one? What about every time you see somebody on a boat? They say, I'm on a boat. Right. Or... Take me back. That's the word. Oh. Well, so Instagram really actually, which is crazy... Because it seems much longer than that. Instagram like really started in 2012. So any caption that's been overused has decade. been in the last decade. Take me back. The take me back though is a good one because it's like every single Jennifer out there that's ever been to say, I don't know, anywhere outside of wherever they live. They anywhere with water. Of, yeah. They just drag it out and be like, cool, Jen, you were in Hawaii once. Awesome. You don't need to be us to take you back to Hawaii every single week from your trip in 2014. Or how about the throwback Thursday from a week ago? Doesn't it have to doesn't it have to like be a standard set of time or something like that to qualify for a throwback? Right. <laughs> right. And isn't every picture you see on Instagram technically a throwback? Because it's not right now. Okay. Or, oh God. <laughs> what a nerd. No, we, we, we always have that guy. Or I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. Yes. Bye, Sonic. Good good talk. Favorite lyric. Of all time? No, of the decade. That's the whole point. Oh. We're doing the decade, end of the decade thing. <laughs> Have you been paying attention to anything we've been doing on any of these episodes? You go first. Am I the only one that prepared for this, by the way? I, I prepared slightly. Is it weird that my my the two favorite lyrics of mine from the entire decade are on the same song? What? Remember 2 Chains, the birthday song? Yeah. She got a big booty, so I call her Big Booty. End of that same song is all I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. There you go. Oh, what was that song? Eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> Romance. That's so gross. Um, okay, I have a celebrity mugshot I knew I liked. Oh, are we already moving on? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing on that one. I'm sorry. Celebrity mugshot. Okay, you know that's a raven? Yes. You Do you know about her chaotic co-host that was like, that keeps getting arrested and he made that video about talking about how he went down on her? No. Oh my God, it's so funny. And was he arrested? Several times. He's insane. And he smiles like he just won the lottery each time. Um, I like how you went deep on this one. You couldn't think of one lyric from the entire decade, but then you pull out some random guy that was on That's a Raven, and that's what, that's what you got. <laughs> Look at how scary it is, but I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Orlando Brown, is that his name? Yeah, so that was one of them. And this is the other. 
Dude, he is so happy. Look how happy he is. Happy. Uh, Google Orlando Brown mugshot. Not this time, though. Oh, though, he was upset that time. He He looked like he had a bad day. But the other ones, he was happy. Oh, my God. He looks like he... This looks like a five-year-old's like <laughs> picture where the mom's standing on the other side saying, we'll go to McDonald's after. It legitimately looks like, it's like when you're uh, getting those high school pictures taken, it's like your class picture. That's honest to God, like a picture perfect smile. That's like when you first get your braces off and you're like, they say, if we put you on the wall, you'll be like in a raffle. <laughs> um, my favorite from the decade, and there's really only one, and it's the Justin Bieber smiling mugshot. Yeah, that was honestly, that was my pick. And then I thought about this one and I was like, by far, I wanted to make a hallway gallery of celebrity mugshots. That would be great. Can we do that here? They're getting ready to redo this building anyway. We could put up our or we can make like shots. like this wall right here. That would be funny. I know, and completely out of context for anything else that we're doing around here. Right. What would happen though if we have one of those celebrities up on the wall and we get a visit from one of those celebrities here at the station? It'll be like weird ones. Like we'll put Lindsay's mugshot up there. But what if Lindsay has a comeback? She comes through and she visits the station, and all of a sudden she's well. Walking if we the know hallway. they're coming in, we'll just take it down. Oh, because we would be responsible enough to have the actual wherewithal and the <laughs> the mental de- dexterity to pull that down. Favorite death. Why do we, why do we have a category called favorite death? Yeah, I don't. Death? I don't know what that particularly means. I guess we'll we'll take it in the way because obviously we're not happy anyone died. I meant it in like the way of your favorite person of the decade who passed away, like the maybe oh. the one that upset you the most. Okay, so I took it completely the opposite way. Is like which someone? which one made you giggle? What, who did you have for that? Brian Griffin from Family Guy. Oh, okay. So I took the lighthearted approach. Apparently, Julie really wanted to dive in deep on this. But remember, <laughs> Brian Griffin died for like four episodes. No, yeah. I never I never thought I had a, a like I was like, cool, they died. I never said that. Julie just loves this. She's like, who is your favorite death? This <laughs> is so much fun. That. If you must know, I had two that really fucked me up this decade. If you want to get for real. First one was Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Second was Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Those are pretty close together. It was with, yeah, within a year. Uh, I was most upset about Mac Miller. Mm. I was on the air when that happened. Really? Oh, did I ever tell you the story? What happened? I don't know. So the news broke, um, when Mac died. Oh, I think I know the story, but tell it. Oh, I, and it was a complete accident, like a complete accident. This falls under like the Lord bathtub thing. And so I go on the air and I wasn't paying attention, but if you remember the time, well, he dated Ari for a long, Ariana Grande for a long period of time. And I went on the air. It broke. I just hopped on the air and I was like, hey, just breaking news, blah, blah, blah. Mac Miller, you know, died and the whole thing. What I didn't put two and two together on because I was trying to get the news out onto the radio is the song I was talking up and over at that time was Ariana Grande breathing. (gasps) And I'm here to tell you, the Internet pointed that out very fast and furiously. Oh no. It was a complete accident. I accident I actually uh, felt really bad about that. I didn't mean to do that and the timing was not good. Well at least it wasn't like her ones that were like one last time or something. The song was called Breathing by his ex girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite birth. I have to say, I think the cutest celebrity baby right now uh is Luna Legend. That's, I don't think that's her real last that's name. Exactly what I had to. She's so cute. I had that. And Miles is the other Miles one. is great too, but I, I but Luna's like a whole person right now, so she's pretty funny. Anything Chrissy Teigen makes is okay with me. Right. Well that was easy. One hit wonder. Now are we are we including all of the songs, like the hip hop songs that had a dance? 
can we take those out? Yeah, that's fine. Like the teach me how to Dougie's, watch me whip, watch me nay nay, mm-hmm. cat daddy, stanky leg, hit the quan. Mm-hmm. That Bobby Shmurda track had to dance to it. We can eliminate all those, right? Right. Okay. My favorite, LaRue, Bulletproof. Bulletproof? That song's so good. Yeah. It's a good song. Don't know the words. Like when it comes on, I still leave it on. Like I think it's such a good song. Two of the three that I have. Oh, well, here's my honorable honorable mentions. And one of which we talked about already is Yilvis, What Does the Fox Say? Remember that? That thing was huge. Yeah. Huge. What does a fox say? My, 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 my. So but that was more of like a novelty thing. But Magic Rude. That was a great song. I want to be so rude. That reminds me of like when I first got on, when I first started being on air. That song? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what else was very big at that time? At the exact same time was Cheerleader by Omi. Omi. Josh still loves Cheerleader. And if you asked him, it's he's not a one-hit wonder because he loves hula hoop. So... Yeah, well, let's just <laughs> no, let's just let him have it. Yeah, just <laughs> we're not going to fight that fight. So, um, I also liked Capital Cities, Safe and Sound. Yeah, you remember Passenger, Let Her Go. Yes, I didn't. That, like that song needed to die a death. Yeah, it did. And uh, it did Panda by Designer went hard. Yeah, that's a good song. It's a good. I I still play that. The biggest one though of the decade, and it's another one that we've already talked about. Gognum Style. Yeah, I got a bigger one. Bigger than Gognum Style. Yep, <laughs> and. Honest to God, this will this will take it home. Call me ah. maybe. Call me maybe. Was that this decade? Yeah, it was 2012. Are you sure? Yeah, it was when I first started working in radio. Carly Rae Jepsen. And some may say she's not a one-hit wonder, but she is. I feel like she's had like six albums since then, and just none of them have really stuck. Yeah, I mean, and she's made some other good songs that I liked, but none of them have like done particularly well. You know who I thought was going to be a one-hit wonder that turned out not to be a one-hit wonder, and I'm very happy about it because we've already also talked about him in a previous year and decade uh, thing, was my favorite artist of this year that came out of nowhere was Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he even thought he would be a one-hit wonder. that had one-hit wonder written all over it. And all of a sudden he comes out with Panini and everything's good. Well, you know what? It's because nowadays, it definitely wasn't like this 10 years ago. Like if you have a funny personality and a good social media presence, you can you can get past that one hit wonder curve. Cardi B did it. You know who else did? Back in the day was Katy Perry. Because remember when I Kissed a Girl came out, that was a straight novelty kind of thing. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh, fine, but whatever. Hot and Cold was good. That, that was a follow up one, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it was off to the races for her. Good for Katy Perry. Good for Katy Perry. God, I want to marry her. Artists that were killing it in the beginning of the decade. Are no longer. So I, uh, the way I looked at this one was, are we talking about an artist that just hasn't put out music in a while that could still potentially go sell arenas or artists that just completely went away? Artists that went away. All right, because in that case, I've got Rebecca Black. Okay. Florida, does he fall in that category? He's. St- I've been to a Florida show in the past five years. All right, so let's take him out. What about Robin Thicke? Yeah, do you think he hurt himself with that whole Miley Cyrus, like, because his song was super rapey. But that song was so big. Remember the original video just had naked girls in it. There was an R-rated version and then a regular version. Yeah, I know. But that was like before, like, I don't know. I think I think he kind of hurt himself with that. What about LMFAO? LMFAO? Oh, that's it. That might be it. Because they were absolutely ginormous. They and went they on went an away. arena tour and they went away hard. They went away really hard. Like, they probably work at Jewel Osco. <laughs> Red Foo and what was the other guy's name? Red Foo was out trying to do like a comeback thing. He did a couple solo things that just went nowhere. Um, a big. I was a big fan of Bob. What's Bob up to? I don't know. Um, you know who? I, he's still making music, but like, was it a completely different artist 
with like a different fan base in the beginning of the decade that I loved was Kid Cudi. Oh, uh, but he's still around though. He's still around. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he's still around, but he like his music got kind of weird. Like it definitely wasn't like because you, you remember like his Man on the Moon stuff and that uh, Legend of Mr. Rager that came out. Those albums were excellent and they did really well and like were like their own kind of genre. And then I don't know something happened. I remember him saying he got depressed and da 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 da. So I don't know if that affected his music, but it got it way different and. I don't think he has the same kind of hard following he did. I'm going to throw a random curveball at you. You ready? Yeah. And please understand when I say this, I, if, if this particular person put out music right now, they could go on a worldwide tour and sell out stadiums. Adele. Yeah. Well, she is putting out new music soon. And but they've, she been, saying that, but they've been saying that for five years. Hello. Like that album was the last big one. And that was in 2016. I think it was before that. Mm-mm. Cause it was, uh, well, it was the end of 2015 that that song came out because I was hosting clubs to the Marshmallow Remix of Hello in 2016, and I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> if you look at the biggest albums of the decade as far as sales go, it's Adele and like four Taylor Swift records, and that's it. Adele was on like NSYNC Backstreet Boys level as far as album sales in this decade, which is crazy. She was selling three million out of the game. I know, yeah, it was no, like obscene. I, I remember it was like a big thing when she toured to like get to go to her show, right. Like, it was like trying to go see Bruno Mars. She did small venues for a minute. Yeah. I saw her at the uh, Paramount Theater in Seattle, and it was an incredibly hard to get ticket. And I got a couple, like, super last minute. So we went, and uh, she was really, really good. Are you okay? What's wrong over there? You playing You playing Candy Crush? No, I'm just like, I want to find people that we're not thinking of, because I think this is an interesting conversation. So I'm, like, looking up, like, t- 2012 hits. Oh, you know who I was saying I missed the other day? And then literally they came out with a song and we played it on my night show. Were the Black Eyed Peas. I love the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, they're but they're so still they're doing stuff. No, They've got a new song right now. I know. I No, no, no. That's what I was just saying. I was literally complaining like two weeks ago that I what happened to the Black Eyed Peas. I don't think Fergie's with them right now, though, is she? I don't think so, no. It's not the same, though. But they they were they were the killing it at the beginning of the decade. It was The beginning of the decade was at like 120 beats per minute with like them, LMFAO, like just all stuff that sounded like that. What about Like a G6 by Far East Movement? Great song. Who do you think was the biggest rise and fall artist? What do you mean? Like they were kind of making music and people knew about it. Then they had that one hit that really took them off and we thought they were going to keep going, but they didn't. Iggy Azalea. <laughs> oh, my God. Because remember, she was making music before that. Yeah, she swung and missed the last couple times, though. Ooh. Gym Class Heroes. Oh, I loved them. I love Trevi McCoy. Another great person that this decade brought us that definitely was not the um, decade before was Macklemore. He's real dude, good. He's fantastic. And so we were in the middle of all that when I worked in Seattle because he's from there. And so he was selling out huge venues well before the rest of the country had ever heard of him. And what he did at that time is the same kind of thing that like chances do it now where he paved his way independently okay. right, without a record label. So he made all that money himself. Like he was very, very smart about that. So when thrift shop broke and became such a huge thing, he started doing arenas. He finished his tour in Seattle and did three sold out nights at the key arena, which is very similar to doing three sold out nights at Allstate arena here in, in, in Chicago. Yeah. That dude crushed it. And then when they did a second, um, the, the next album, remember that track downtown? Yes. Oh my. Downtown. So I have a funny, I have a funny story about that song. When I was in, um, San Diego, we were taking an Uber somewhere and our driver was foreign. I'm not sure where he was from in particular, but he was really sweet. And we were like, he's like, I should play you girls some of the music 
just to represent my country. And we're like, yeah, do it. So he played us like this, this song from wherever he's from. And of course it didn't sound like anything here. And he's like, what's the song that, that represents America. And I put on downtown. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I like it. (laughs) And that's just what it always makes me think of now was that, that that, that's a song that represents America. Dude, it was crazy. When out there in Seattle, Macklemore flew in a bunch of radio people from all over the country. To play to, baseball? To, to play, yeah. Safeco Field. So he played the album for everybody. And then we were able to go on Safeco Field, on the field, and and shag fly balls. And like, Is that where Rain and his knee brace came to play? Yes. Our friend Rain was there. But I was at shortstop, like hanging out, whatever. And Russell Wilson shows up, the quarterback of the Seahawks, with Sierra. And he actually plays baseball. He's oh. a professional baseball player as well. Well, he tries out like... he. He was drafted by the Rangers. Wow, we're that talented too. Yeah, right. Uh, Ryan Lewis was pitching to Macklemore. Macklemore grounded out to me and I turned a double play with Russell Wilson. It was a very surreal moment. And that same day, I also played catch in the outfield with a guy named Todd Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. who, lo and behold, hired me at B96 Chicago four years later. Ta-da! Was he, was he any good? No. God, no. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Much better radio guy than he is baseball player. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. So whatever. 303. What about 303? 303. I have a story about them. So this is really sad. We, um, when we were having like switch parties at my old station, which were just like, you know, when we have artist features and we invite people, we did a thing with them at like a, what are they called? Go-kart racing track. It was like way after their, they their ship sailed. And like nobody, nobody like wanted to win. So like there's like probably like only a couple listeners that came up and they were like taking my phone and they were like, we call people and try to get them to come. Oh, and one's like eight feet tall with gray hair. Nate. Yeah. I ran into him at LAX once. No. Hey, we did a lot of work with them. So I, I, anytime you see anybody famous in the, in the famous enough, but like I saw him in LAX airport, he's sitting there working on his laptop. I'm like, Hey man. He goes, Hey, what's up Seattle? That's what you, I'm like, Hi, half of 303. <laughs> and um, they're doing a 10th anniversary tour, though, from that album. I loved their music. So good. Biggest overhyped... Mur- what the fuck? Biggest overhyped murder doc on Netflix. This isn't a good category for me because I get scared re- really easily. I am not a scary movie person. I don't do well. Like, I don't do well th- with anything to do with torture, which Josh like likes really scary stuff. And I am a nightmare to watch stuff with that. Like my head somehow ends up under his shirt because I can't watch. Are we talking about movies or we're talking about something else? Well, this is overhyped move murder documentary, uh, which is talking about your head under his shirt. So I have seen a few though. Um, and I don't know if they're overhyped or not, but I watched the Amanda Knox documentary as we all know. <laughs> if you don't know, Julia hates Amanda <laughs> Knox with the, the with, heat of a thousand suns. Oh my God. And it's her. not because I think she's guilty. I still really don't know about that. I don't have a hard opinion on that. It's just because of the wedding she threw, which you can just go on and hear on an earlier episode. If, yeah, if you go back a little bit further in Spanky's Corner podcast, it, Amanda Knox is actually in the title, and Julia goes off for a good solid 10 or 15 minutes about Amanda Knox, and none of it has to do with, you know, potentially slicing up her roommate. I just, yeah, I don't want to go through that cycle of emotions again, so I'm not going to reiterate what she did. Thank you. But I did see that documentary. Um... Would you consider the Ted Bundy thing with Zac Efron a documentary or is that like a a movie? It's kind of a movie, but uh, was it overhyped? I don't know. I think so. I I did like the way it was done, though. Like, didn't you? You watched it. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of shirtless Zac Efron for the ladies. So that was 
Well, I will say I was watching it. I I put I put myself through that knowing I hate scary movies to watch Zac Efron. Did you watch Making a Murderer? No. Okay, so that is my most overhyped one, but it's also my favorite one. You watched that? You oh, liked yeah. it? It's both both seasons worth. Here's why Would it's I my like favorite. It? Oh, I think so, yeah. The lawyer that comes in late, her name is Kathleen Zellner, I think. She lives here in Chicago. She's trying to get him off up there. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey oh trying to get him off the get him out of jail. <clears throat> She's a badass, right? The problem is, even though I watch every single one, I can't wait for the next one. The problem is you don't really know one way or the other whether or not he did it, and the whole thing's still up in the air. There's no conclusion. There's no closure at the end of either one of those. So that's why I think it's the most overhyped. Okay. Even though I love it, and I can't wait for the third one. Yeah. Netflix really does take their originals, though, and they get very, very, very overhyped. I think... And it's not a documentary. I guess maybe we can flip this to most overhyped Netflix thing because a lot of shit on there got overhyped. I think one of the most overhyped series on there was Orange is the New Black. I thought it was only good the first season. I never saw it. My wife watches it. Currently still, though, like she keeps up with it Uh, recently. Is Stranger Things on there? Stranger Things is a Netflix thing. I thought, you know what? I've never seen that, but I like very well assume it's well done. Stranger Things? Mm -hmm. Um. I've seen like an episode or two of it and it is fucking stupid. But if you say that out loud, people will like actually get upset. Do you know how it is? People have their thing. And then if you don't agree with it, then you're a terrible, terrible person. If you don't like my thing, then whatever thing you like is awful. Yeah. I'm like that. Well, stranger things looks stupid. Favorite drunken moment of each other. Favorite drunken moment of Julia for me is very, very simple. It was right after you first got here outside fat, poor Julia, (laughs) who always insists, although you did not do it last night, I was very proud of you. You always insist on taking an Uber pool for whatever reason, because it saves a couple bucks, a couple of bucks, but then you got to ride with some other fucking Yahoo in the back of the Uber. And it's always a problem. And so Julia is hammered. That was that was some type of way. So you already know what story I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So she goes walking out to the uh, Uber. I walked out with her because she was uh, staggering a wee bit. So I just got to make sure because <laughs> my heel broke. No, it had to do with the fact that you were 17 drinks in. No, but like my heel on the shoes I was wearing broke. Yeah, let's blame it on that. So I, I walk out, make sure she was getting the old Uber, and <laughs> it was an Uber pool. So there's already some other fool in the back seat of this Uber. And you guys were going the same way. And Julie opens the door and it's on. She's on the sidewalk side. Cars are whizzing by on the other side. So Julia opens up the door and was like, hey, can you please scoot over a little bit so I can just slide in this guy? And the, the guy said no. Well, it's because he was hammered too. his head. was He was like this. He's like, no. <laughs> Julia slams the door shut and goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> you didn't see it, but I got in the car on the other side and I just like the entire drive home. I just stared at him. God, that's not intimidating. <laughs> and that's how she met Josh. Oh, it's not, no, it's not. No. Um, I don't know, because like when you're drunk, I can't tell. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Good luck. I'm, I'm always very well put together after I've been drinking. You know who I think um, probably was this drunken star of the year? is Shane. He's a giggly, giggly drunk. He is. He disappeared last night after the holiday party. He told everybody to go to Boss Bar, and then he's the only one that didn't even bother to go. (laughs) And he told half the people to go to Old Crow, the other half to go to Boss Bar, and apparently everybody showed up to one or the other except for Shane. No way. 
Yeah, that's a word on the street. Why do we even do this category then, Julia? I'm trying. Um, well, I think this just proves my point that I am a professional and I know how to hold my liquor. Goodbye. Are we done with this? Yeah. All right. Rate, subscribe, do all that nonsense if you would. Um, and, and oh, by the way, thoughts about any of the nonsense we just talked about. If you have anybody, that, if you have anything that's better, if you hate the fact that we mentioned whatever thing that you didn't think should be on this or whatever, just hit us up on Twitter. Or if you have any topics you want, you think we should have talked about that like, like of the decade. Cause we can always do another podcast. I can always come up here to the studio on a jiffy. You just let me know. <laughs> yeah. We can milk this end of decade shit out for at least another year or two. All right. It's just endless content. <laughs> Be a good human being and subscribe, rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.